0: From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr spoke on the KNY Morning Show today about what's coming up for Disco Night's Finance Committee.
1: A conversation around fare-free t- transit, uh, that's whether, whether or not, and kind of the pros and cons of the buses going fare-free. Uh, they'll be having a conversation about parental leave benefits um, and thinking through whether or not it makes sense to uh, not offer parental leave to city and borough employees. They'll be going through a budget amendment for Bartlett Regional Hospital related to Wildflower Court. Um, so, we, Bartlett has been in conversations for some time now uh, about that um, about that facility, and uh, they'll be uh, working their way through the final financial pieces of that potential agreement.
0: Morrow also spoke on some other key topics in the meeting that may draw the public's interest.
1: You know i think the the last thing i might add uh is that those folks who are paying attention to the capital improvement project um uh specifically all things from the juno trails plan to conversations around what might happen with new city hall and the Um, ADA improvements at the Field House. We're going to do our best to tackle those on Wednesday night too, so it's a good meeting to, to listen to if you're interested in those
0: topics. CCFR responded to a structure fire yesterday evening on Meander Way with heavy smoke showing and a fire on the exterior of the structure. Everyone was out of the structure when CCFR made the public aware of the fire. News of the North will provide more information when it becomes available. The Alaska Senate Finance Committee advanced a bill on Monday that would increase state support for student transportation along with a broader increase in state funding per student for public schools. The committee added two amendments to Senate Bill 52 that would provide funds for student transportation as well as housing costs at residential schools. The bill's primary focus is to increase the base student allocation, which is the amount the state pays school districts for each student. The amendments would allow school districts to receive funding for school transportation costs between their home and school, as well as give funding to schools that outsource the transportation needs. One of the amendments also has a provision that would give a stipend for student housing needs. Across the state of Alaska, some educators have said that increasing the base student allocation is just the start of what's needed to better provide for students. Currently, the Senate is considering a version of the bill that has the base student allocation funding increase at $680 per student, which was recently voted on by the Alaska House Education Committee. That amount would translate into a higher amount once various adjustments are made for each district. Juno Jazz and Classics came on to Capital Chat to talk about their spring festival as well as their performance at the UAS Egan Library tonight. Artistic director Zool Bailey spoke on how the festival has gone so far by saying we're in about four days into this festival week. We've had a tremendous um,
1: outpouring of support and excitement. Um, the the, the, um, the big band, indigenous big band, was here with Julia Keefe um, as well as Awadaj and Pratt's recital. We had the, the Crystal Saloon uh, engagements, which we had a jazz jam last night. I played in Tenneke. I also played in Huna, or they played in Huna. Uh, we've been everywhere for the last
0: like four days. It feels like it's been two years long already, but it's only been for four days james logan the clarinet professor for the university of texas and one of the guest performers for the festival spoken how he feels about the event tonight
1: really excited about this uh and and the opportunity to to work with somebody on the level of of avodaj and prats just it's just absolutely uh, phenomenal um and and i'm really thrilled to be a part of something like this where uh, the goal is not to just run in, play a concert, and leave. You, you come in and, and uh, uh, you just totally immerse yourself in, 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 the, in the scene, in the city, and getting to know the people. Um, you know, and I just came in, it was just yesterday, yesterday morning, it was only 23 hours, but boy, I, in, that, in that time, I've just met so many wonderful people here.
0: Tonight's event, For the Love of Brahms, is at the University of Alaska Southeast Egan Library at 7 p.m. You can buy tickets on the Juno Jazz and Classics website, jazzandclassics.org. Coming up next on News of the North. Opening arguments began in Anchorage Superior Court yesterday. District Attorney Mark Clark described the details that ultimately resulted in the death of Dr. Eric Garcia, who received a fatal dose of liquid morphine. Jordan Joplin, age 38, is accused of murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree, and theft in the first degree for the March 2017 death of the 58-year-old Garcia. The Central Council of Lincoln Indian Tribes of Alaska has announced it will not be renewing its membership with the largest statewide native organization in Alaska, the Alaska Federation of Natives. And a big meeting will take place at the White House later today with Democrats hoping to sway Republicans to pay the nation's debts and Republicans hoping to convince the Democrats to spend less. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Opening arguments began in Anchorage Superior Court yesterday. District Attorney Mark Clark described the details that ultimately resulted in the death of Dr. Eric Garcia, who received a fatal dose of liquid morphine. Jordan Joplin, age 38, is accused of murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree, and theft in the first degree for the March 2017 death of the 58-year-old Garcia. The state called their first witness Garcia's friend and assistant after the defense made their opening comments. Assistant Attorney General aaron mccarthy highlighted the witness's relationship to garcia and her extensive knowledge of his habits and behaviors on march 15th 2017 joplin traveled from washington state to ketchikan to visit dr garcia his friend and romantic partner joplin returned to his home in washington on march the 17th the following day march 18th joplin called the ketchikan police department and reported that he was expecting dr garcia to come to washington to visit him and was worried about dr garcia because he had not arrived and joplin had not heard from him on March 27, 2017, Joplin returned to Ketchikan and asked police to conduct a welfare check on Dr. Garcia. Joplin led the police into Dr. Garcia's home using keys he had. He was also driving Dr. Garcia's truck. Joplin told police he had last seen Dr. Garcia on March 16th. When police entered Dr. Garcia's home, they found him deceased. An autopsy found that Dr. Garcia's death was caused by a combination of toxic effects. Detectives discovered that many items were missing from Dr. Garcia's home to include electronics, a valuable collection of gold coins and watches, and a collection of liquor valued at over $300,000. The detectives also learned that the alarm system in the home had been disabled. You can read more about the trial on our website, KINYradio.com. The Central Council of the Tlingit and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska, also referred to as Tlingit and Haida, has announced it will not be renewing its membership with the largest statewide native organization in Alaska, the Alaska Federation of Natives. Tlingit and Haida's executive council voted to end its membership with AFN during a meeting held on May 1st. Tlingit and Haida is the largest federally recognized tribe in Alaska with more than 35,000 tribal citizens and has been a long-standing member of AFN, which was formed in 1966, and holds a mission to enhance and promote the cultural, economic, and political voice of the entire Alaska Native community. President Richard Peterson released the following statement. We are working every day towards strengthening our sovereignty and preserving our way of life for generations to come. It has always been in the best interest of the tribe to directly promote, advance, and advocate for our people and communities. And we have positioned the tribe and strategically built our capacity to do just that. The truth of the matter is our executive council has diverse areas of expertise, and this has been a true strength in the governance of our tribe. We have also built up a governmental affairs team that supports our work on important legislation, federal, state, tribal issues, budget priorities, and funding opportunities. We will continue to collaborate with AFN where it is needed. And a big meeting will take place at the White House later today with Democrats hoping to sway Republicans to pay the nation's debts and Republicans hoping to convince the Democrats to spend less. But both sides want certain demands met and that can put America's credit, which represents billions of dollars, at risk. ABC White House correspondent Karen Travers has the latest. President Biden sits down today with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other top congressional leaders. A meeting the White House says he called in order to discuss the urgency of preventing a U.S. default. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Monday calling this a manufactured crisis. White House officials say the president will stress Congress must raise the debt limit without conditions and then he'll discuss the budget and spending cuts. That's what we hope comes out of this is that Speaker McCarthy does the right thing. Something that he did three times three times in the last administration. Karen Travers, ABC News,
1: Washington.
0: Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.